Hello. How's it going today? How's about a spot of tea, mate? Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing out there in podcast land? I hope everybody's doing fantastico. I'm doing pretty good myself. Welcome to the Tribal Brand Podcast. I am you Winton, also known as Batman. I'm going to keep saying it till I get it right. So we're working our way through August, and now, everybody, August is only half full now. So August is half empty, half full, depends on how you look at it. If you get to be a little bit older, such as myself, it's a little more half empty, okay? Just means I'm getting a little bit older, a little bit sore, you know. Get to be late 50s, it's not a whole lot of fun, you young folks out there need to understand. It's a bitch. Wake up every morning, body's aching, knees are hurting, shoulders are killing me. Got a fat belly, you know, aged. So, all you young people out there who think, oh man, I'm going to live forever. And I'm going to steal that quote from the movie Goodwill Hunting. You're going to wake up tomorrow and be 50. That's right. I heard that one time on that show and I'm like, damn. At the time I saw it, I think it was something like 36 or something, thinking, yeah, eh, whatever. Yeah, it was 21 years ago. It's brutal. Brutal. Anyway, so I got put in Twitter jail the other day for 12 hours, okay? And what I was put in Twitter jail for was this. I saw a photo of a young woman probably 16, 17, with her foot up on top of a giraffe that she had murdered. And behind her looked like was probably her father, maybe, I don't know, an older gentleman. White guy. She was white. He was white. So on Twitter, I texted, kill the white man, save the animal. Okay, not a big deal. Not something that I thought was going to be a big deal. Because I see all kinds of things on Twitter. Trump can stay on there all day and he can bash people and bully people. Show signs of racism. But I was kicked off because I was either bullying or being a racist. Oh, did I hurt somebody's feelings? Did I make somebody feel bad? Why is it okay for me to get kicked off Twitter for 12 hours when... They murder a giraffe, a beautiful animal, and stand there posed with their hands raised in the air in victory after they murdered it with a rifle. Sickening. So I say, kill the white man, save the animal. Why am I the bad guy? Why am I the one that's getting kicked off, man? These people that think it's okay and cool to do this are worse than any animal on the planet. Oh yeah, you have your crazy animals out there, your, I don't know, monkeys, is it an animal or a primate, whatever it is, they can be crazy. Chimpanzees are crazy. I haven't seen this, but I've heard this, Joe Rogan's talked about it, a couple others, they have shown where a chimpanzee will kill another monkey, and they'll eat that monkey while it's still alive. Yeah, that's brutal. Now, why is it so brutal? For them to do that, or a human being 
murdering animals for trophy or money. I mean, they spend like 50, 60 grand for this trophy hunt, and it's just deplorable. Absolutely deplorable. Nothing's going to change about it. Nothing's going to change. It's going to be the same. It's going to be that way forever. It's horrible. It makes me sick. I remember when I was a kid, my adopted grandparents had a monkey in a cage. The Lumberts had a monkey in a cage. Yeah. And that monkey always kind of freaked me out. It was always dirty and nasty and had a freaking diaper on. And he was always chirping, man. Always making noise, squawking about something. Filthy. It made no sense to me and it kind of freaked me out. It scared me. I was afraid of him because they bite. They're mean. They're wild. Okay? Apparently, we're related to these primates in some way, some fashion, but uh, I don't know. I guess I can see it. But this thing freaked me out. His name was Jocko. And my mom's boyfriend, after they'd been together for a while, my mother and him, decided he was going to buy this monkey. And I did not like the monkey. He scared me. I'm five years old, four or five, pretty young. So he had this monkey in the cage, and it was by the back kitchen door. We had the kitchen, then there was a dining area, and then there was the living room. And it was separated by a opening, probably six foot by seven foot tall. I'm home from school sick one day, and Gene comes in with his buddy. I'm laying on the couch by myself, and I don't know why I was alone. I was alone and I was sick. Why was I by myself? Where's mom? Hmm. Anyway, I'm laying on the couch, and he's chirping with his buddy out there, talking about the monkey he has now and how cool it is. And, yeah, watch this. So he unlocks the cage and lets the monkey out. I'm laying on the couch 25, 30 feet away. I don't know, maybe 40 feet. I don't know what it is, but I'm looking, and I see him coming. And he locks eyes with me, and here he comes at a full monkey trot. Okay? So he's coming at me, and I don't know where I had the whereabouts for this, but I stuck my foot out, caught that monkey right when he jumped. He went, and I flipped him over the back of the couch, and he fell behind the couch and went scurrying around, running back in toward the kitchen. And Gene saw this, but he didn't say anything. He was just like kind of in shock or whatever. And I'm four or five, maybe six years old. How do you do this to a kid? This is like torture, man. I wonder why. I grew up having nightmares, man. Crazy things like that. I'm just a kid. And the adults wondered why I didn't trust them. Why I didn't believe in a word they said. You can't trust the grown-ups, man. They're bad. They don't give a shit about me. And there was another time that, as a little family, myself, my sister Melody, Eugene and Mom, it was just four of us at the time. We're going to visit Gene's sister, Maxine, out by uh, Marietta. Kind of out there on the Lummi Indian Reservation up there in Bellingham. Yeah. And he brings this monkey. Okay. Why is he bringing this monkey? Yeah, he had a leash and a, like a fucking dog collar on it or something. But it was a nasty goddamn monkey. And I'm pretty sure the monkeys have fleas. 
maybe not dog fleas, but they got fleas, man. You've seen them in the pictures and the shows where they sit there and they got one grooming the other one in the back, pulling its hair apart, digging out little bugs, fleas, whatever. Yeah, anyway, so he brings this monkey. And when we leave, it's dark and it's late. Melody and I are in the back seat and this monkey's running around in the car. And Melody was just as terrified of this little monkey as I. So we were kind of in the back seat, just kind of frozen. We didn't want to move. We were, we were scared. Mom and Jean are up front, chit-chatting or whatever. And I can kind of see a silhouette, okay? This monkey jumps. It was a station wagon. He jumps from the back of the car, gets right on top of my sister's head, sits on top of her head, leans over and bites her on the freaking nose. Bit her on the nose. So naturally, she starts screaming. And pretty soon, I'm freaking out. I'm probably screaming too, right? Mom's in the front up there freaking out. What happened? Long story short, next day, a monkey gone. He was gone. Mom put her foot down and says, you're going to fucking get rid of the monkey, Eugene. White dude. Why would you even own a monkey? I don't know. Didn't make any sense to me. I mean, isn't the whole idea of having a pet something that's going to give you a little emotional support, man? Something that's going to make you feel good. Make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. How can a monkey in a cage, in a diaper, sticking his finger up his butt and throwing crap at you, how can that make you feel good? The poor monkey, he didn't want to be in a cage. I mean, no wonder he was agitated. No wonder he was bothered. You know, no wonder he was like always in a bad mood, foul mood. Can't blame the monkey. It wasn't his choice to be in a cage. So subsequently, I'll never own an animal you have to put in a cage. Oh yeah, I had a, I had a couple goldfish one time. I was 19, 18, 19. I thought, oh man, it's going to be cool. I'm going to have a couple goldfish, a couple fish, a little aquarium. And I'm going to uh, get some exotic fish, and I'm going to have them on display. Yeah, that's what I thought I was going to do, and guess what? The guy at the store says, well, you need to have a heater. you got to keep them warm. Oh, really? Okay. I'm going to get that heater, and I'm going to keep them fish warm. And you know what I did? You know what my dumbass did? Had the heat up too high. So the next morning, I get up, check out my fish. Man, I'm going to look at my little fish. They're all dead. Floating to the top of the freaking water because my dumb ass didn't know how to regulate the heater. That was the last time I ever tried to own fish and I'll never own animals in a cage. I still feel bad for them fish to this day. Yeah, 40 years ago, man. It's crazy. Yeah, so uh, people out there that want to own animals like that, you're not my friends. So I was just on the news a little while ago watching the news, CNN, because I like to stay updated, man. I like to see what's going on in the world. It's pretty important to me to know whether I should be hunkering down, whether there's some kind of riot, whether there's some kind of a mass shooting, whether Russia or Korea sent a missile this way. You just never know. Got to be vigilant, man. Got to be diligent and aware because the world is crazy. You see where Trump's got boys? Well, I don't know whether it was Trump, but probably it was over there in Pennsylvania where they had the rally 
uh, the union workers, Pennsylvania union workers, were told by their bosses that if they wanted to get paid for that day, they had to go to the rally for Trump. And that's why the last one you saw on television where behind him was all a bunch of union workers in their high-vis vests and shit, yeah, that was because they were paid to sit there. Does that surprise anybody? Does that make anybody go, hmm, no, not at all. We all know it. We all know what's going on. Whether you're Trump pro or Trump con, we all know what's going on. That's how he fills them seats, man. Could you imagine your boss coming up to you or writing you a memo? See, it's in a memo. And they were also told that you can't protest, okay? So, in order for you to collect your union wages for that day, you'll have to go to the rally. And they had to check in. Yeah, they had to be uh, put in by a little scanner. They were scanned in. Imagine that. And then they were said, no protesting for you. You cannot protest against Trump. No, no, no. So a lot of them in the back were cheering, having a good time or whatever. Of course, they're getting paid. I might go. If they paid me 300 bucks, I might just go. I wouldn't be cheering. I would not. But I would probably go. I mean, I need that money just like anybody else. You tell a union worker that in order for him to get his pay, he's going to have to go to a rally. He's going to go. He needs that money just like anybody else too. But I wonder what the representatives have to say. I wonder what the union has to say about that. Can't you file a grievance? I was in the union. You can file a grievance. At least do that. Do something. If you didn't want to go but you had to go to get paid, it seems like there should be some kind of a grievance you can file. What did they do? Shut the plant down for that day? Or did they pay guys on their days off? I don't know. Doesn't make any sense to me. And you know what else doesn't make sense to me? I am no way, no shape, no form a fan of Donald Trump. But I have to say, dude, sometimes you got to just give the dude a break, man. Everything he says now, everything he does is criticized, whether it's good or bad or indifferent, man. For instance, he says that the Antifa organization, also known as the Proud Boys, should be categorized as a terroristic organization. Well, the people on the news are like, yeah, but he didn't say he was against it or for it. Either way, what do you want him to say? He's against it? So then you'll have him say, well, now he's, now he's being one-sided. The dude's not a politician. He's not, he doesn't know how to run his mouth like a politician. He runs his mouth like a bully. He doesn't think before he speaks. So that's his biggest problem. But sometimes you just got to cut the dude some slack. That's all I'm saying. Just because I don't like the guy, at least you got to give the dude a break. I say give him one day off. One day off to give him a break. But then you can't because... On our day off, he's on Twitter going crazy with all his insane rhetoric. So he doesn't get a day off, I guess. No days off for Trump. But there is something that I really don't understand about the 
Proud Boys and their rally is the fact that it's huge. It's gigantic. And it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger every year. And you don't have the cops down there smashing people, spraying people, arresting people. Yeah, there were 13 people arrested. But that whole white supremacy thing, that's a little scary. It's a little scary for me. should be scary for anybody who is not white. You should be afeared right now. Any group that big that has that much hate in their hearts needs to be watched very, very closely. In fact, the FBI should be watching all their head honchos right now. You just don't know. Times like these, man, people are getting more and more afraid. People are getting more and more ready to arm themselves, ready to fight, which is good. Don't run, fight. Well, I shouldn't say that completely because if you're in Walmart and somebody breaks out a gun, you fucking run for the exit as fast as you can. Grab your loved ones and go. Don't leave your loved ones behind. No. It should be in your instinct to give yourself up before them. So save their ass too. Don't leave your children behind. Don't leave your wives or spouses behind, man. Just saying. You remember that King of Queens episode where Doug and Carrie are on a plane and he thinks it's going to crash and first thing he does is he grabs the oxygen for himself and doesn't do anything for her? Well, he paid the price for that. So the whole thing is this. Think about the people you love before yourself. Because whether it's a false alarm or something real, somebody's paying attention. Be diligent out there. I heard on the news the other day where some developers bought two acres of land in Seattle to develop something. And they paid over $154 million for two acres. I don't know whether it's two acres or two lots. Whatever it is, it's not very much. So I got to thinking, weren't the Indians underpaid, man? Didn't the Indians get underpaid for all this land? Every time I drive around the lake or just down the street, I think about how it might have looked a couple hundred years ago, three, four hundred years ago, where it was just inhabited by American Indians and how beautiful it must have been, how awesome and incredible it was. All the nature and just just living peaceful. It sickens my heart. It makes me heartbroken to know that all this land is bought and sold to the benefit of somebody else. The American Indian took care of this land for 15,000 years before the whites came. And within a couple hundred years, it's being destroyed. The salmon are dying. The polar bear have less and less ice mass to live on. They're moving down south each year, looking for food, looking for something to eat because of man. Global warming is something that's probably going to happen again in the next billion years or so. Some of it's caused by man. Some of it's just the way it works. But until mankind does their part, it's not going to get any better. Not going to get any better. Anyway, this has been the Tribal Brand Podcast. I am you, Winton. I hope this podcast finds you well. 
Go Hawks. Peace.